Welcome, everyone, to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ron, on ESPN, ESPN.com, Giants reporter. And we're here in 2021, which means, guess what? They have not shut us down yet. They have not gotten rid of me yet. They have not fired me, buried me, thrown me to the garbage. I'm still here. We're still here. You're listening. I'm talking. We're talking Giants football in the first week of January, which makes for an exciting final week of football. And that's really what you should enjoy. We have a week 17 that's going to be exciting. I don't know about you, but we're going to sit, you're going to sit there. I'm going to sit there. I mean, it's partly because it's my job, but I would do it anyway. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to watch the Giants play the Cowboys. Week 17. Basically a playoff game, an elimination game, actually, not a playoff game. Because it's an elimination game. Loser, you're done. Winner, you have a chance to make the playoffs. Then you have to sit around, wait till Washington plays at 8 p.m. So that game's going to end about 11.30-ish. You're going to have to wait all day, and the winner of Giants-Cowboys makes the playoffs if Washington loses to Philadelphia. If. And what that means is that this is a this just could be a fun day of football. I mean, the Giants haven't been in many meaningful games over the past few years. What, four years? The last, this is their biggest game. I, I, I could say this pretty, cert, with, with a lot of certainty. This is their biggest game since the Packers playoff game 2016 season, the boat trip game, or the no-shirt warm-up game. However you want to refer to it. This is the Giants' biggest game. That was, I guess, January 2017. So their biggest game in three calendar years. You still had the 2017 season, 18 season, 19 season, 20 season. So it's really the fourth four seasons. This is their biggest game in four seasons. And they're playing a Cowboys team that, quite frankly, I know they won three straight, isn't very good either. Now, maybe the Giants aren't either. They're 5-10. and 10. And both these teams, we have to, when you, we have to be honest. They're in. They're only have a chance to win this division because the division stinks. It's been bad, terrible. Any other adjective you want to use? Not a good division. Okay, they don't have any team with a winning record. No one's finishing with a winning record. No one's even finishing at five hundred. But you have a chance to make the playoffs. You have a you have an opportunity to enjoy what's going to be a fun Sunday, a fun Sunday of football. And the Giants have a chance to win this game. A good chance, a really good chance, because this Cowboys team is not very good. I know they won three straight. And they've been playing better. And they're better than what they were, what, probably three, four, five weeks ago. But at the same time, their three wins, they won three in a row coming to this game, are against Cincinnati, okay, San Francisco, on their, what, second, third, fourth quarterback, whatever, and Philadelphia. We all know that they're not very good either. They're not even alive in week 17 in this awful division. So that tells you all you need to know about what the Eagles have done this year. So the Giants are going to look better than they did in the past three weeks when they played better teams. And the Cowboys are going to look a little bit worse probably than they did the last three weeks when they played worse teams. The Giants defense is going to provide them, uh, you know, they're not going to make things easy. Let's just say that. I'm not going to say they're going to shut them down. They're going to stop them completely. But they'll probably confuse them a little bit. This coaching staff has done a great job of that this year, creating confusion. and that's. Gives the Giants a chance to win. Now we'll get to the details, all the details of what the Cowboys bring to the table in a few minutes. But let me just set the scene of where the Giants are right now, okay? Daniel Jones, getting healthier. I know he said earlier this week, you know, until he's going to be stuck in the pocket, basically. And Joe Judge was adamant about saying, responding with saying, yeah, if, he was, if he was Daniel, he probably wouldn't have said that much. 
I don't think Joe Judge is extremely upset about it. I don't think it's that much of a big deal. We've all seen, look, and this is what Daniel Jones' point was. Everyone's seen on tape what he is right now. And the Giants haven't called a designed run in the past two weeks since he's been back. They haven't called a designed run since he hurt his hamstring right over a month ago. So that hasn't been a huge part of the game plan. But I've seen Daniel Jones. I saw him play last week. He looked better. He's getting healthier. See him moving this week. This is the first week I look at him and I haven't thought, oh, he has a hamstring injury. Talking about the, the, the small snippets we see of him at practice. So would I be surprised if they're able to at least call a designed run or two, one of these zone reads? Not at all. But is Daniel Jones still limited to a degree? Absolutely. He had a hamstring injury. It was a pretty bad hamstring injury. We all saw it. He couldn't even bend his leg that day. So this isn't like this big gamesmanship by the Giants. I mean, that, 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 that diabolical plan, trust me, Daniel Jones, that was that's not the intention. He was basically saying, and it was like thrown in there towards the end of his press conference uh, that, you know, everyone's seen the tape. You know, I'm kind of limited and, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to run and, and, or be able to move out of the pocket with what I am right now. And for the most part, that's true. He's not tucking it and running with regularity. But look, the Giants did call some rollouts the other day. They had him move, so he can move a little bit. So let's not pretend that Dallas isn't aware of this. Now, whether Dallas can defend it, that might not have anything to do with them saying anything. So Daniel Jones is getting healthier. Golden Tate, I'm taping this on Friday morning, so he's probably not playing. Eli Penny, the fullback, he has a chance to play. Those are their only two real serious injury concerns right now. On the good news front, the Giants, who have zero in terms of edge rushers, are going to get Kyler Fackrell back this week. And that is underrated, huge, huge addition. Now, Devonta Freeman could come back, too. This week uh, is still available to come back. I don't think he will. I don't. I don't think he'll be back. So uh, I think that's more Giants' choice at this point. Just like, you know, it's Wayne Gallman's show. They like what they've seen from Alfred Mars. So they're going to stick with those two as the primary ball carriers. And we're going to see a lot of them on Sunday. We're going to see a lot of them on Sunday against the Cowboys. That's the Giants' roadmap to victory. It's through those two guys. Now, I don't know how overly confident that'll make you. I mean, I like Wayne Gallman. Alfred Morris has been okay, but these aren't you know true difference makers. You want to say, yep, this is our guy. Let's put it on their backs and win. I'd love to say I could. Daniel Jones, you're up. You're up. Have one of those games where you carry us, which he really hasn't done this year. Like He had two huge games last year. Washington and Tampa. He hasn't had that big game this year. This would be a mighty good spot. And you know what? If he had that game right now in their biggest, really the biggest game of Daniel Jones' life, because when has he played a huge game? He played at Duke. They weren't great. His first year in the NFL, they were a losing team. They they won uh, four games. Won five games this year. This is the biggest game of Daniel Jones' life. If he goes out there and has one of those huge games and lights it up, four touchdowns, no interceptions, you know, really gets, gets them like 30 points on the board, you're going to feel a lot better about Daniel Jones going into the next season. It's only natural. It's only natural if that's how it unfolds that you're going to feel better about him, regardless of how that last play, if they ultimately make the playoffs or not. This is a big spot for Daniel Jones. And I put up a poll this week, and I, and a lot, and I think people agree with me. Most important for the Giants' future was win, make the playoffs, get the experience, lose, was option two, uh, get the best draft pick, or three, see Daniel Jones play well in a big spot. And people wanted, thought it was most important for the long-term benefit of the franchise, and I'm not sure I disagree with this either, that Daniel Jones played well in a big spot and showed that he, he can do it. So that's what's at stake. 
A lot at stake for the Cowboys, too. They could get the seven wins with a backup quarterback, with all their problems in Mike McCarthy's first year, and potentially make the playoffs. That wouldn't be a bad year for them. It really wouldn't. Think about that for a second. They lost their quarterback. They have a new head coach. It was a total disaster show a few weeks ago. But 7-9, and nine, sneak into the playoffs, no Dak Prescott, not a total loss for them. So let's get more into the Cowboys. On to the next one. All right, let's learn a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys here, uh, the New York Giants' opponent this week. It's a different Cowboys team, I believe, that we're seeing uh, from the first meeting this or earlier this year. So let's ask Todd Archer, our ESPN NFL Nation Cowboys reporter, to give us the lowdown on what Dallas looks like at the moment. Todd, welcome. Appreciate you coming back. No problem. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, exactly. Hey, better things maybe for the Cowboys and Giants are in store. <laughs> and can know? it be worse? I mean, <laughs> yes. I've, I've, uh, you're talking to a Giants reporter, so yes, it can be worse. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> five wins, you know, you know, this is considered improvement for them, right? It's, it's all about the process. You just want to improve every day. E- exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's what you say. That's what crappy teams say. You know that, right? Uh, yes, I, I, yes. I'm so where's well Dallas? That. Give me, give me, give me an idea. How are they feeling about their team right now? What's the perception? And are, are they legitimately improved as they may appear to be? They feel confident about what they're doing. You win three games in a row, and it's hard not to, right? The Giants felt good about themselves when they won. What was it? Four in a row at that that stretch. Yep. Four. Um, but, you know, the, the defense is still dreadful. The, the only difference that they're doing now that they didn't do early in the season is taking the ball away. And some of that is a result of the offense putting up points, forcing teams to throw it on them and things. So I, I can't – I don't want to knock them and say they've not improved, but their three wins have come against San Francisco, Cincinnati, and Philadelphia. They're 14-29-1. and one. <laughs> I, I don't know if they're better. And I don't know if they're going to be better if they beat the Giants on Sunday. But certainly, you know, winning is better than losing in some respects, although fans will probably hate this uh, come April or whenever the draft is going to be because they're going to say, well, what was the sense of winning these games late in the season when the Cowboys could have had a top five pick? Now, you know, if they win the division, they're looking at what is it, the 18th pick or whatever it would be. I think it's 19. But, yeah, the point is – Fully well taken. I mean, you know, the Giants range is pick three to 32 right now. Like, that's their range of possibilities. Now, 32, I would not obviously. put money on 32. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would take anyone's bet on 32 if they want to give it to me right now. But, you know, <laughs> still, to, be, to have that as a possibility in week 17 when you're 5 and 10 is outrageous. Yeah, and, you know, for, for the Cowboys, you know – <laughs> Their offseason and what they have to do, it clear. I mean, okay, put the Dak stuff to the side, right? He'll be the Cowboys quarterback in 2021, either under the tag or or a long-term deal. But they got to get this defense right and and figure out, A, what scheme they're going to play and who they are, and then add some talent to it because this is at at all three levels is a a team that has maybe three playmakers on defense. And Demarcus Lawrence, Randy Gregory's played pretty good here lately, and then Trayvon Diggs, their rookie corner. So they've got to find some other playmakers on this defense. So that leads me into my question here. The Giants are going to try to run the ball. That's what they do. They're not going to score a lot of points. They're going to try and control the tempo, uh, slow it down, and play a grind it out, you know, 22-17 game or something 
along those lines. Can the Cowboys stop the run at this point? They haven't stopped it all year. If they, I mean, you know, the, the, they're the worst. This is the second worst run defense in franchise history. Uh, they've allowed at least 100 yards in, in 13 of the 15 games. Now, one was against the Giants. What did the Giants run for the first game? Like 89 or something against the Cowboys. And they still put up 30-something points, oh, I guess 27 on offense. But they can run it on them because everybody's running it on the Cowboys. Right. I, I don't understand why teams try and throw it on the Cowboys, if I'm being honest with you. Um, <laughs> so we, it, could expect, we could expect like 30 carries for the Giants in this game. Unless the Cowboys get a two-score lead, yeah. I mean, if it is a if it is a close game, um, you know, they, they seriously – last week I think the Eagles had 150 yards. A week before the, the Niners had 151. The week before that, the Bengals had 101. So, you know, they, they've allowed – the franchise record is 26 – 136 yards for a season, uh, rushing yards allowed. I think they're at like 24-15 this year. So it would take a, a a record day by the Giants, I would assume, to for the Cowboys to set another record for futility. But they should be able to run the ball on Dallas if the score of the game remains in, in balance. Yeah. Well, I mean, you would think – Hearing that and knowing what the – I mean, the Giants, they're, they're, there's one team in the league that have scored less points than the Giants. It's the Jets. And they're, they're literally 31st in points scored per game. Jets are hot now. <laughs> the Jets actually offensively have been better than the Giants of late. But let's, let's not say that too loud. <laughs> uh, so, given that, I mean, the Giants, they know their, their formula for trying to win. And it worked, I mean, for a while. They're winning, you know, I think it was 17-13 in Seattle, right? run the ball, try to keep the other team under 20 points, uh, run it again, and run it again. So they're going to try and do that here, you would think. It makes a ton of sense, given what you said. But can they hold the Cowboys' offense? Like, where's the state of the Cowboys' offense? Can they hold them to under 20? So if the Cowboys get to 24 points, and I know the first game was 37 for 34. I think that's what it was, right? Yeah. So let's say the Cowboys get to 24 points. They're likely going to win. The odds are in their favor. The Giants have only scored over 24 points like three times this year, two or three times. So can they get to 24 points against this Giants team that's going to slow the pace down on them? Well, I mean, you look at what they've done here lately, and uh, I'm not basing this. I think the Giants' defense is still pretty good, but I'm just going off what the Cowboys' offense has done. Andy Dalton's coming off his best game, 377 yards, three touchdowns. He's only turned it over once in the last two games after throwing a pick. I think in each of his first five or six starts replacing Dak Prescott. Do you really uh, Zeke, trust him now, Todd? Do you really trust him? I, I trust him not to mess it up, yes. Uh, I, I don't know if I trust him to throw for 377 yards, but, you know, 55 of those yards came on a on a rocket screen to Michael Gallup. He didn't have right. – we could have thrown that pass. Um, <laughs> you know, Amari yeah, Cooper is having yeah. his – best statistical season cd lamb is still a factor and and before dak got hurt he was given the the giants fits and then gallop late uh with the two big catches to set up the winning kick so in in the offensive line i think this is going to be the fifth straight game where the cowboys have started the same five offensive linemen uh they hadn't gone more than two straight games uh but before this stretch of having the same five guys play so but how There's good some are these continuity up front. That's a big question, right? How good are they? Are, are oh, they, well, I don't know. How, up? They're okay. They're better than what they were. Um, Connor McGovern, their third-round pick from a couple years ago, has played right guard. 
he's doing a good job. Uh, Connor Williams, their left guard, is the only guy that's played every game this season on the offensive line. He's coming off what Mike McCarthy said was his best game against Philadelphia. Their two tackles, I don't know if they're they're swing guys at best, really. They're not starters, Terrence Steele and, and Brandon Knight. And then their center's Joe Cam Fleming. They are the same as Cam Fleming. Okay. So they have two Cam Fleming starting attack, which essentially the Giants do too, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, one of them is mean, the fifth got, pick in the draft, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's not exactly been lighting it up this year. It's been it's been a rough go. That sounds like they missed Colombo. <laughs> well, I thought the offensive line was fixed. Let's not let's uh, where, where are we going here? <laughs> <laughs> Throw it off the rails. <laughs> it's week 17. They're five and ten and they're in the playoff race. I mean, who, who, who would have thought that? Now, so the, they got two swing tackles. Now, the, the benefit is that we have to be realistic. The Giants don't have much edge rusher position. So it does make it a little bit easier for them. But what the Giants do do, and you tell me how Dallas has handled these kind of things, they're, they might only bring four guys, but they're going to bring four guys from all different spots, right? It might be a cornerback. It might be a safety. You know, it might be an inside linebacker. Have the Cowboys been able how have the Cowboys been able to hold up when you're talking about teams trying to fool them in their offensive line been better as of late and movement kind of got them early in the season or, or early in the stretch with these five guys too were a lot of twists and stunts and things like that but they've done a better job of it late and and I think one thing that Kellen Moore has done is he's getting the ball out of Dalton's hand quickly uh, you know you know they took some shots last week against Philadelphia because the Eagles secondary is so bad and and a lot of that was max protect and hold up and then you know, bring four, they're blocking six. You better not be able to get there. Uh, so I, I, they, they've been better at that, but there's still some times where there's some free runners. And again, like I said, the movement up front has kind of given them some issues. So if the Giants do a lot of that, and Mike McCarthy mentioned how the Giants play every front in football. So yes. th- this is going to be something that the Cowboys are going to have multiple. to pay attention to. Yeah, and that, that's sort of their MO on defense to be, and really offense too. Just be multiple, change their game plan every week. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I I would assume that that is also going to be the plan here to try and show them as much, uh, you know, fake blitzes, you know, fake rushers, uh, have guys come in and out of certain gaps, and and just try and confuse the heck out of that offensive line. So, and that's where Dalton's experience might help as well to make sure guys are in the right spots, and again, getting the ball out of his hand quick to Gallup, Lamb, and, and Amari Cooper is a and, – and look, we, we saw for how many years? 15, 16 years, Jason Witten was never guarded by the Giants. <laughs> and Dalton Schultz, their tight end, he's got 50-some-odd catches this year, so he could be an outlet, nice outlet to get it out quickly as well. Yeah, he's had some, he's had some moments against them as well. Um, so, Jason Garrett, just curious, we, we, from an outside perspective, what you think, I mean – there is some doubt of whether he's going to be back here next year. There, that, that is definitely something that uh, is sort of hanging out there in the balance that, that nobody seems to really know for sure. But there are some signs and there are some clues that it hasn't worked out as well as Giants ownership would have liked with Jason Garrett. From a distance, from somebody who covered him for that long, uh, what do you see what, and what do you think when you hear that? I mean, you just look at the results and you, you've talked about the lack of points and, and the, the 
the issues that they've had on offense really all year. They, yeah, they, they've run the ball well, I guess, at times, but in their last three games, now I realize he wasn't the call on the plays for one of them. They've not topped 78 yards. So yeah. running, it's not like they're running and, and look. When they when you find themselves behind, if the, if the Cowboys get ahead, the Giants are in trouble. Like that, right. that's, that's a key. The Giants are not made to come back. You know, they're, they're, they're a team that's going to want to run it in front run like they're It'll be trouble. That's that's why those numbers, those running numbers, were low in those games. And and Alfred Morris is one of the nicest human beings in the history of football. <laughs> he should not be a featured part of your offense. So, <laughs> like, I I don't know of any coordinator that would have been able to come in and 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 light it up with some of the issues that the the Giants have had. Now, you know, look at was it the Tampa game where Engram dropped that pass? It was the Philly game. The Philly it was the okay, Tampa game, okay, too. But they like, the Philly game where he blew the game at the end and. Yeah. So, I mean, you can look at that one like, heck, the Giants would be in a better spot if he just makes that catch. And and so I don't mean to defend Jason Garrett, but I think his offense for years, even here in Dallas, was predicated on winning one-on-one battles. It, it wasn't so much about scheming guys open. It was Des Bryant will be better than your guy. Jason Witten will be better than your guy. Uh, Ezekiel will be better than your guy. Miles Austin will be better than your guy. And you have a really good offensive line. So when you don't have all those pieces in place and, and it's still reliant on guys winning one-on-one matchups and you don't have guys that are, are talented or, or uber talented, then you're going to struggle. And that's what happened to the Cowboys in 2015 when they went four and 12, when, when Romo was out and couldn't put the quarterbacks that couldn't put guys in positions to make plays. Romo lifted every, all boats that for, for that run. And I think you're seeing a little bit of that maybe in, in the giants and that, that the scheme, I'm not going to say the scheme is outdated because I saw the scheme last year excel uh, and the year before that excel once they got Amari Cooper. So the scheme works, but you better have really good players. And I don't think they have, the Giants have enough offensive weapons to make it work. Yeah, they need their Amari Cooper right now because they do not have that number one wide receiver. They don't have a Michael Gallup. Yeah, they would take Michael Gallup. They would. They also don't even have uh, the the tight end to go with. You know, if you had one or the other, it would at least help out. But it seems that you know Evan Ingram is a decent player, but I, he's not has involved to anything more than that. Uh, he's a pro bowler. Yes, yes. Uh, so, <laughs> what's the perception there in Dallas of whether they win this game or not, and and what? And how are you feeling about it? Well, I mean. I think I picked the Cowboys to win for the first time in about six weeks, and I, but I think that's more predicated on on the Giants and the, you, you know, kept the Cowboys to lose to like Cincinnati and Philadelphia. Yeah, and everybody. I think I had them losing to Cincinnati, um, and I definitely <laughs> had them losing to San Francisco and Philly. So I'm just keeping the streak going, I guess. Uh, what do you mean you're keeping it going? I thought you said you just picked them. Oh yeah, I guess I'm not keeping the streak going. Maybe I should have kept the streak, streak going. Streak yeah, it's over. Yeah, I, I, 2021. I, this is a new I, year. I jumped Todd on Archer's the bandwagon. Feeling optimistic. I've jumped on the bandwagon seven to nine. Um, Like I said at the beginning, I don't know if these guys are any good, but I think for Mike McCarthy, it it means a lot for them to finish the way they finish. And if they get to seven and nine and miss the playoffs, you can lament the draft status. But in McCarthy's mind, he looks, he looks at this as the way he'll look at his first year in green Bay. They're four and eight going into the last four games. They win their last four, get to eight and eight the following year, they go 13 and three and lose to your giants in the NFC title game at Lambeau Field. In McCarthy's mind, that's what this team can do because Dak will be back, Tyron Smith, uh, Leo Collins, Blake Jarwin, 
Zach Martin will be playing. You know, they can they can point to. Yeah, to that's the, why to the, the carryover means absolutely nothing. It's not even the same team. You know, who uh, likes, trust me. Yeah, it, it's you know who a, likes the carryover, Todd. The bad teams. You know who doesn't care about the carryover? The right, there is. And Jason Garrett told us every year there is no such thing as carryover from one year to the next. But Mike McCarthy's going to have to sell that. I'm McCarthy will have to sell us on that. On this one, for sure. No, it, I mean, the thirty percent of the thirty-five percent of the team changes every year. It's yeah, yeah the, and the schedules are different. And if, if look, if the Cowboys went in, and I'm not a huge believer in this, um, the schedules and such. Oh, a first place schedule. It's only two games. But if the Cowboys actually win the division, they go from playing like Arizona and Minnesota to Green Bay and Seattle. Well, that's two two pretty tough games that that's we would think would be hard. Yeah, so, so those are the two who are the best quarterbacks in the league you don't have to face. Right. So, but assuming they're healthy, you never know. That's how that these things work, though. Todd Archer, we appreciate your your brilliance and your genius. Uh, enjoy this game on Sunday. It's 2021 now, so the NFC East is now on the way up. You know that, right? Everybody's 0 and 0 going into this last weekend. This is like yeah, it's like it's like you know we're we're basically in in the off season, like uh you know April when everyone's feeling good about themselves again. Everything is hunky-dory. Yep. Cowboys <laughs> might go to the playoffs. Same with the Giants. You're Giants, too. Yeah, same with the Giants. It's good to be alive in 2021, Todd. Thank you very much. <laughs> On to the next one. All right. We got the Cowboys perspective there. We, we laid it all out for the Giants earlier. So now is the portion of the episode for once where you might, might actually care about what my prediction is. I mean, I, I generally don't care what anyone else's predictions are. I think they're most part predictions are foolish. Uh, foolish. Uh, I always wonder when I sit here and listen on the radio and they do their whole pick segments and I don't know. Do people really care about that? I, I it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. But I mean, for the most part with the Giants, the last three, four years, nobody cares about the predictions anyway. So for this one, we're going to pretend like it matters. I'm going to give you my prediction, the ultimate final prediction, the only one that matters. I think Giants fans actually like this. Usually they say, I don't give a damn what your prediction is. But this time, I might actually like it because it's Giants 23, Dallas Cowboys 21. Now, you can tell by that score, I'm a believer that the Giants are going to follow that formula that kind of got them through those four wins in a row. Do enough on defense. I mean, play, sorry, play well on defense. Do just enough on offense. Win the game. Make a, Get a couple turnovers. Turnover here or there. Remember, the Giants got to 34 points the first time. One of the big plays was a Kyler Fackrell touchdown. So a defensive score. So the Giants are going to need that kind of stuff. Big play defensive-wise, special teams-wise, to sort of supplement their offense, which we know hasn't been able to score a ton of points this year. So the Giants enter this game as one-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm picking them to win by a whopping two in a thriller because we're going to enjoy a fun day of football, right? They're going to run it. They're going to pound it. Wayne Goldman's going to get 100 yards. He's the key player in this game for me. Wayne Goldman in the offensive line. That's the Giants' blueprint for victory. Wayne Goldman and the offensive line. And the offensive line, you have to be realistic. This offensive line is better at run blocking than they are as pass blockers. So it kind of plays to their favor. A Cowboys team that can't stop the run, Todd just told you about their struggles there. A Giants team that is probably a better running team than they are a passing team. An offensive line 
that's better run blocking than it is pass blocking. Because you have to also understand, remember, they have some young guys on that offensive line. Andrew Thomas, Shane Lemieux, two rookies. Nick Gates, first time, first year ever at center. These guys all, it's a lot easier for them, and all three of them in particular I think are better, much better run blockers at this point of their progression than pass blockers. So play to your strength. You know, let's see if Jason Garrett, like, doesn't throw some throwback screen when they're running the ball well. All of a sudden, throw some ridiculous throwback screen. Avoid that. Run the football. Play solid defense. That involves having a solid game plan, which I have confidence in this coaching staff. Between Patrick Graham, at least on the defensive side, and Joe, help with, with help overseeing of Joe Judge and the whole defensive staff there, putting together a game plan that'll do enough to confuse Andy Dalton and this Cowboys offense. Just to keep them from, you know, putting up that 34 spot, the putting up 37 points like they did last time. From driving, here's the deal. Giants are up 23-21, okay? There's one minute left. I think the Cowboys actually got the ball back in that first game with under a minute left. Eh, it was maybe, it was right around there. Forget it. whatever. Forget that point. <laughs> Forget that exact time. But there's a minute left, let's say. Kind of like the first meeting. Giants are up, as I say, 23-21 this time. Last time it was a tie game, okay? Andy Dawn gets the ball at his own 20-yard line. Is he going to drive them down the field 70 yards in three plays like he did last time to get a chip shot field goal? I am a lot more confident in the Giants' defense at this point. That was week five. Now we're in week 17. A lot more confident in the Giants' defense that they will make that stop. Now maybe the Cowboys can get, get a long field goal attempt, but I don't see the Cowboys just at will making big pass plays to Michael Gallup and going down the field for 70 yards. Now, granted, the Giants probably can't cover them one-on-one, but they're going to be playing a lot of zone in this game. You're going to see a lot of Julian Love at cornerback. You're going to see a lot of uh, James Bradbury you know, playing zone, not locking up on Amari Cooper. Like, I don't see that unfolding. Which, okay, Bradbury, you go guard Cooper, or you go guard C.D. Lamb. Like, C.D. Lamb killed him last time. They're still going to have trouble down that middle of the field with C.D. Lamb. Those are the, that, if I'm, if I'm going to pick somebody to make the biggest difference, with the Giants playing a lot of this zone, it's going to be C.D. Lamb in the soft spots in the zone or Dalton Schultz because that's going to be what the Giants do. They've been doing it for weeks. They, they have to. They don't have the cornerbacks to match up with opposing teams. So by putting Julian Love in there instead of Isaac Yadam, which I think is likely to happen, you at least won't have breakdowns. Okay, you won't have MAs, as they call them, mental errors, or MEs, or MAs, misassignments. I'm blowing the whole thing. Screwed up that whole thing. <laughs> Doesn't matter. MAs, misassignments. Much smaller percentage likelihood of misassignments for Julian Love than Isaac Yadam. So, and, and the Giants, they know they can't match up. They couldn't match up with the Ravens. They couldn't match up with the Browns. They can't, like, on the back end, like, completely. Because that second cornerback and third cornerback spot, our holes, like Darnay Holmes, he'll be back. He'll be playing in the slot. But still, you Darnay Holmes against CeeDee Lamb in the slot is a matchup the Giants are going to lose. Zone, zone, zone. That's what you're going to see. A lot of zone. You know, 60%, 70% zone. But this time, the Giants and their defense, they come up with that stop. They're able to do just enough. Create the illusion of pressure. Don't let up the big play. And they make the stop. And with that, they have an opportunity to make the playoffs. The only problem here, and this is really the disaster scenario, but this is kind of how I think it's going to unfold. The Giants win 23-21. 
not because Daniel Jones blows up and has one of the one of one of those games that he had last year, but because, like I just said, defense running the football do just enough. So they win. Okay, they're all happy. They sit around and wait. Then what happens? I think Washington wins. Alex Smith back at quarterback. Washington beats Philadelphia. And then what? The Giants don't make the playoffs, and they're stuck with like, I believe it's the twelfth or thirteenth pick. So they don't get the great draft pick. They don't make the playoffs. They finish six and ten. No playoffs, and they got the 13th pick. Kind of the disaster scenario for this Sunday. But that's kind of how the way I think it's going to fold. I do. Giants cover the spread, barely, win, and then get the knife in the heart when Washington wins later that evening. But I know Giants fans don't want to hear this because right now you're thinking you just broke my heart. That'll be a demoralizing way to end the day. It will still be a fun, memorable day of football. And that's what it's all about. And in 2021, we'll take it. If I told you in September we were going to get to this point, get to the end of the season, we'll have a fun day of football on January 3rd, I guess it is. You've probably been like, okay, yeah, I'd sign for that. Now, you don't want you probably wouldn't want that demoralizing end, of, end to it, but hey, you take what you can get. Happy New Year to everyone. I appreciate everyone who listens to this podcast and has helped make it into what it is Uh Throughout not just 2020, but the past few years, you know how to reach me. Email, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, now even TikTok. Throw TikTok into the mix uh, and like this podcast. Tell your friends. Send feedback. Next time we're back, we're going to have either a playoff game to get ready for or plenty to talk about about how everything's going to unfold. Dave Gettleman's future the Giants, how they progress and move on from here. Either way, it's going to be fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy your first real, huge, meaningful game since the 2016 season. I'm Jordan Ronan. This is Breaking Big Blue. See you next time. <laughs>